Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Daryl Ryder, brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Hello, Daryl. Good morning, guys. It's wonderful to hear your voice, Daryl. Good to speak with you as well. Thank you very much. Daryl, um, Ken Dorsey going to be speaking to the media today. Can't wait. Do you think he'll let us know if he's calling plays? No, not a chance. Damn it. Why not? <laughs> because that's how it goes. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't even know how uh, revealing or insightful this press conference is even going to be. Um, <laughs> I, if, if we're being honest about it. Like, All right. I, 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 I anticipate when he's asked a million different ways, he will defer that to Kevin Stefanski. Kevin's the guy we need to talk to today. That's the guy we need to talk to. Uh, Why is that? Well, all the changes that have been made. A lot of questions to be asked of Kevin. So, um, but, you know, there there are some philosophical questions to ask Ken. No question about it, you know, because – you know, got to figure out how different this is going to look with him as opposed to uh, Alex Van Pelt because um, they made a change for a reason. So uh, today is about just, I guess, figuring out what that reason is. Daryl Ryder brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Joining me with Danny Cunningham in for Tone today. Go ahead, Danny. Hi, Daryl. How are you? I'm good, Danny. Now... You said it's not. You're not planning on this being an interesting or insightful press conference with Ken Dorsey. But ideally, what do you think that the offense under him should look like? What should be different if it's up to Daryl Ryder? Um. Well, I mean, I, I'd like it to look the way it did with Joe Flacco. Uh, a lot of passes down the field. Um. Uh. I'd like to see them really uh, work the the play action similar to how. Um, Flacco did, but that also requires being under center. Uh, and as we know, Deshaun likes working from the gun a lot, so I anticipate that that's going to be a, a central focus and RPOs and, and all that kind of stuff. I, I just I don't think you fool anyone with the RPO like you do with play action. I'm not a big RPO guy, um, and mostly because I don't think it's sold very well. So I just I don't think you're fooling anyone. Um, but 
you, you do play action the right way, you, you, you can get a defense on skates a little bit there. So, um, but yeah, I mean, look, this is all about Deshaun and, and making him more comfortable if he needs to be made more comfortable. And uh, all the script questions getting asked. I'm going to try and get that in there because that obviously is something that Deshaun uh, is concerned about. So, um, you know, how do you prepare for, I guess, prepare for a game if you're not uh, practicing scripts? Does that mean you just kind of practice the free-for-all stuff, uh, you know, Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays? But, um, yeah, this is all about Sean and, and, you know, getting your $230 million worth out of him. The other thing the Browns have to deal with now is an offensive coordinator opening. Is that hire more important than the hire of Ken Dorsey, do you think? Um. Yeah, Good I don't question. know. Yeah, I um, love when I get a long pause. Yeah, that was something. When he really has to think, that was something. I hate thinking this early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I kind of think they're all important at this point, but the the fact that they lost Bill Callahan is a really big deal. It, it 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 is. I mean, he did so much for them. He he really worked. He wasn't just the offensive line coach, where he's teaching technique and and that's all he's doing. Um, you know, and that's another element with Ken Dorsey. You know, how's the run game going to look? Are they still going to use the the pull guards? Because Joel Antonio and and Wyatt Teller are two of the very best in the business. Uh as far as pulling and getting to that second and third level, especially Teller, uh, you know, getting down the field, finishing blocks, things like that. How is this run game going to uh, to look under uh, Dorsey? Are they even going to have a run game under Dorsey? Do they even need running backs under Dorsey? Because he likes to throw the ball a lot, which is the the modern NFL. So, um, uh, but it's, it is going to be a very significant hire. I don't know if it's going to be more important than offensive coordinator, but it's going to be very significant because losing Callahan is a pretty big deal. Should there be shared responsibility on the who's on the staff between the head coach and the front office? That that seems to be a problem with all of us here and what we think of it. Um, I no, I mean, look, the, the Browns have um, both preached and lived the the collaboration thing here. Uh, I mean, look, we we have been hearing collaboration since 1999, but this is the really the first time where they've actually collaborated, and it's actually produced tangible results that uh, you know fans are interested in, and that's playoff berths. So, um, I, no, I, I I think it's it's fine having uh, shared responsibilities on your coaching staff. I, I really don't have that similar to the Kevin Stefanski call and place thing that everyone still seems to be up in arms over. I have no issue with Kevin Stefanski calling plays. I think he should keep calling plays. It's one of the things he's good at. Um, Cause then, then what are you going to complain about? If, if he gives that up, what are folks really going to have to complain about Kevin Stefanski now? Right. I mean, yeah, I, I, as a man of the people, Ken, I want the people to still be able to complain well, about Kevin Stefanski calling plays. They still find plenty of things to complain no, about. No, I know uh, they will. Uh-huh. <laughs> they always find something to complain about uh, Mike Tomlin over there. They find something to complain about with a couple of other guys. So, I mean, it I it happens, bud. I know. Give me 18 straight years with winning records. Ooh, 
Goggins. Go ahead. They'll just complain about building Kevin. schools and naming streets and babies after the Good guy point. if that happened here. Good point. Yeah. Daryl, go ahead. Or uh, uh, Danny, go ahead with Daryl. Daryl, those just complain about Kevin not being emotional enough. That, oh, that, well, that's the next know. thing. That's well, where that's this what goes. he has us for, though. We'll, we'll handle we'll handle all the emotional stuff. We we got that covered. We don't need Kevin to do it. Daryl Ryder brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Is Scott Peters going to replace uh, Bill Callahan? Um, you know, we'll see. Um, I, I mean, I think that he is should be atop the list because he works so close with Bill. And maybe he can just kind of keep that going forward. Um, he he would be uh, at, at the very top of my list. Because uh, I, you know, again, it, it's one of those uh, mentors, the wrong word. But, you know, when you work that close with someone for uh, that amount of time, I think that you could carry a lot of Bill's philosophy forward. The question becomes, though, Ken, mm. The that philosophy that Bill was teaching, okay, and scheme and technique and things like that, we really don't know if that's actually what Ken Dorsey wants to do here. Like that, that is one of those unanswered questions that mm, we may or may not get an answer to today. So he might Ken not Dorsey. actually want to call the plays. What well, is is uh, maybe I misheard you. I'm sorry, there, Daryl. Go ahead. I, I apologize. Well, you asked me if you know if, if Scott Peters is going to re, uh, replace Bill. Yeah, and I think that that would be a, a pretty good idea mm-hmm. if you know they're they're keeping things up front in the way they uh, were doing things. If they're if they're going to continue that, but if Ken Dorsey is over going to overhaul, I dig uh, it. you know the the run game and you know how he wants them to block up front, mm-hmm. then I don't know that that makes a lot of sense because you, then you're not. You know, you're doing something different, and that'd mean that Ken would probably need to or want to bring in his own offensive line coach. Daryl, apologies. I confused myself on that one, buddy. Uh, Free agency still a a ways away, but we're hearing about T. Higgins. I think a lot of people are saying, well, probably just get franchised and then traded, and the the Bengals don't really work well with the Browns when it comes to trades. I don't think we've actually ever uh, executed a trade. Uh, between the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. Almost once, and then that got stopped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank God. Thank God, by the way. If I had his address, I know he works for the Ravens now, but I'd send him a card. I should just send yeah. it to the Ravens anyway. Yeah. Um, Daryl, some of the names, have you started to rifle through some of the names there? Or you may be thinking more draft. I, it's early, so I, yeah, it might it's, be unfair, it, but it's, go ahead. It's, it's early. I mean, they, they've got some, uh, some in-house business decisions that they're going to have to make as well, and who they want to bring back or feel they should bring back. They have to do some uh, getting under the salary cap restructuring as well, which won't be a problem. That's it just it's paperwork. That's all it is. Andrew Barry just has to fill out the paperwork, roll over their cap space, and, you know, convert some salary to sign and bonus, and they'll be under the cap in the blink of an eye and, and be able to execute whatever it is they want to do in free agency. But, um you know, and of course they were at the Senior Bowl this past week down in uh, down in Alabama. So for them, it's already begun. Um, and this uh, well, the last year that they won't have a first round pick. I don't see them going into the first round this year uh, to do that. So they are, you know, they're stuck with their their second rounder, assuming that they actually keep the second rounder. Remember last year they traded it for Elijah Moore. So um, I think Andrew Barry is, uh, you know. 
in the infancy stages of, of putting his list, his wish list, his shopping list or whatever uh, for free agency together. Um, I, I kind of feel like just because of where this roster is, which is, by the way, in a very good spot, maybe one big ticket item and then just a lot of uh, fill in the, the pieces and parts uh, around them. I, I don't think that this is going to be one of those free agencies where they're just going to go on this massive shopping spree for every big name free agent that's going to be out there. Uh, Daryl, can they really go into this year and not restructure Deshaun Watson's contract like we heard down at the Senior Bowl? Yeah, you know, that was interesting what Andrew Berry told Zach Jackson of The Athletic, and that's not something that they have to do. Um, yeah, they can. Um, the question becomes, uh, and Nick and I debated this on Friday, should they do it regardless? Because you want to be all in, you know, this is your window, right? This is your window of contention, so you want the the chips and all the money to the center of the table, and you just do whatever you have to do to bring in every possible piece of help that you can um you know I, I was kind of bringing up the fiscal responsibility aspect of it and the, the fact if, if you can avoid you already have a couple of voided years added uh, to this contract as it is you, you know if this thing only goes five years with Deshaun do you really want more than two years of voidable years of a cap charge hitting you in that sixth year where you have to do similar to what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have done, what the New Orleans Saints have done, where you take that big, massive quarterback uh, cap charge hit. Um, but we have to remember the Browns didn't trade for Deshaun Watson for a five-year contract. They traded for him with a 10-year a type of thing in mind. The thing, here though, is we need to start seeing that Deshaun Watson's worthy of a second 10-year contract so that next year, we are sitting here talking about a contract extension for number four and not whether or not it's fiscally responsible for the Browns to continue to uh, kick that salary cap hit down the road where he's concerned. Daryl, one of the guys that could be maybe not a salary cap casualties, Nick Chubb. What should the decision there be? Well, I, I mean, I think that they'll figure something out there to – uh, lower his cap uh, hit while keeping him here. They 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 want Nick Chubb back. Um, there is the concern that I have, and that is that he has had now major major surgery on that knee twice. Um, so I don't know uh, what type of a player he's going to be coming back. Uh, I know he uh, has attacked this rehab. Uh, he's, he's going to work hard to get himself prepared and ready and try and get back to being that powerful explosive runner that we've come to know and love here in Cleveland. I just, I don't know if he's going to even be able to physically do that or how much he's going to do that. But I think a contract restructure, uh, you know, give him a, another year on it because he's not going to be ready week one. I'll be surprised if he is. I think he won't be ready until uh, somewhere in the middle of that season. And then that is something that the Browns have uh, alluded to in their communication about his, uh, you know, not only his procedures, but uh, the recovery that's to come there from it. But uh, no doubt that he's going to, you know, give it 120% working his way back. I just, I don't know how effective he's going to be, but 
Um, they're they're going to figure. I, I'm pretty confident they're going to figure out a way to uh, to make sure he's a Cleveland Brown this season. Is soft the worst thing you can call a player or player or a team? The worst. Th- it's up there. It that it, that is up there. Um, uh, can you think of a deeper insight? Well, I mean, the you know effort when you're talking about effort. Um, lazy. I, I think, I, yeah, lazy would be yeah something to do with effort. Saying that a team just isn't giving effort out there, I would say would be more insulting. And that's that's usually a uh, as you know, Ken. That's usually an alley I'm not really willing to go down very often. I don't like questioning effort because I've been in enough locker rooms. I and someone's going to swing go at you. Yeah, <laughs> duck and cover. Ooh. Um, that has happened before. Not actually taking a swing at me, but I have had players wanting oh, to take oh. a swing at me before. Daryl, name <laughs> names. Uh, we're not going to do that. But uh, back back in the glory days of 4 and 44, there were a couple of guys that wanted to come after me, let me tell you. <laughs> well, I'm going to start guessing on the air. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Daryl, thank you. Would you, real quick, would you rather be called lazy or soft? I would rather be called soft. Because uh, l- laziness I can control, but you know, being soft, well, you know that that's a perception thing. Daryl, thank you for your time. It was sensual. You bet, guys. Have a great week. Daryl Ryder, brought to you by Shab and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Dorsey going to be speaking to the media today. Do you think he'll let us know if he's calling plays? No, not a chance. Damn it! Why not? <laughs> Because that's how it goes. I'll be honest with you, I I don't even know how revealing or insightful this press conference is even going to be. I anticipate when he's asked a a million different ways, he will defer that to Kevin Stefanski. Kevin's the guy we need to talk to today. That's the guy we need to talk to. You can tune in to the press conference at 11 o'clock. Ken Dorsey, even though I guess he's not going to say who's calling the plays. Bringing endorsement from Daryl. Also, I, I got I got to get this off my chest. I've been obsessed with prison over the last like week. I listened to a man Making named plans? Larry Lawton, and <laughs> all of a sudden it's like I can't get enough. And I told Meredith about it, and I'm, now I'm looking into ADX and Colorado and the whole thing. I go through little things, little uh, little obsessions here and there. How long will this phase last? Hopefully, just a couple of more days, and that'll be the end <laughs> of it. Hopefully that's it. I'll usually get so busy with something else and totally forget I had a little obsession. The only thing that's ever stuck is presidential history. That's it. That's about it. Uh, does it matter to you? I, I I think it matters. Does it matter if he tells you or not? Like, it, it, I kind of want Ken Dorsey to come out there and just go, I'm calling the plays. There's a new sheriff in town. Like, I kind of want him to do that. Just so we have some clarity because I... Eventually, you got to tell everybody, right? Don't you have to tell everybody? Do you? I think you, you can't, can't just go into the season guessing who's calling plays or Patriots not. The Patriots did a couple years ago. It was a disaster, but they when did, did it. did they do? Who, who did they Matt win? Jones' second year. Yeah, but they had Matt Patricia there. And Joe Judge. And no <laughs> one knew who the offensive really coordinator was. That? Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't expect the Browns to do that. They're not going to tell you us until August. No, right? you got to tell not gonna, people now. No, they're not going to tell yes, us Yes, you have to tell people now. No, they won't. Yes, you do. <laughs> Kevin, you have to tell people. They're the not going to, but you should. The answer is going to be, well, we're still working through that. That's because, going to be the answer. But that's every, what it always but is. But when you go to – see, that's – I don't like that. What, 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 you hired a guy because you, you don't know what you're going to do together? They know. They're not telling but, us. Th- but then – 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I can't, give you, I can't give you the benefit of the doubt there's no understanding if you don't tell me. You ha- That's why I get so upset. Like, just tell us. Because then I can either, okay, I can disagree, and then we can argue on that. See, they just think we're going to rip them for everything. That's what every single pro sports team, all three pro sports teams in this town think. They think we're just going to rip them for everything. The only one that does everything right is the Monsters. That's it. Everybody else, they just think we're going to rip them. And it's not the case. It's not the case. Okay. People are going to be mad no matter what. With some hosts and media members, all they're going to do is rip you. But it doesn't matter. You can go give them free ice cream and they're going to rip you. It just gives me a better chance to have some understanding. So if I'm seeing things that are different in... When's the first OTA? April, whatever. Yeah, so if a I week see, after the draft. Okay, so if I see things that are a little bit different, I'm going to be going, all right, so is this, Kevin, is this Kevin Stefanski's offense or is this Ken Dorsey's offense? Well, you know, we can't tell you that. Well, then that leads to frustration. It's a collaboration. But if I see it different and I see ah, – God, I hate that term. It's, what, see, it's what they're going to say, though. It's who they are. If I see a different offense or a different-looking offense and I know it's Ken Dorsey, then I can say, well, you know, change – We'll see if it's for the good. Well, we see here we 50 are. Elijah Moore run plays in OTAs. Well, we did year. see that in training camp and a little, I think maybe a little bit in mini camp. Yeah. The, the pushback well, there probably is. Probably don't do that. The offenses under Kevin Stefanski have looked different. His offense looked, he had three different offenses this year. Year three, we did see different. Well, he had two because of but the quarterback But still, he situation. did. You can say, you can <laughs> yeah. make the case the offense looked different. Looks different next so fall. I'm the, I'm the and only it's still one. His. I'm the only one here who cares whether or not they say they're going to go. Who's going to call plays today? I'm or not. Later? I'm just not. I care. I would prefer to get it out in the open, but I'm not expecting. I'm not going to get my hopes up for something that historically they don't do. If you are, if you hold on, you got to tell people. They have to know. You don't have to. Yes, you do. <laughs> you don't. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. Do I have to know? You'd like to know. Owen, I got to know. Today? I, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be today. Well, yeah, of course. I hope by I week like one they'd tell us who's doing it. You got to know. Do they both hold Denny's menus up above their face and we don't know who's talking to who? Boy, that'd well, be some next level. Ken Dorsey's a box guy, isn't he? 
Yes. Yes, he's up in the box. And so the very famous gonna, video of yeah, him exactly. freaking out, he's in the box. So that's going to, that kind of gives them cover a little bit. He doesn't have to have a, Denny, a Denny's menu in hand. It can just be on the table. And he will have one on the table. See, yeah, silly this is. And then if they, if the guys, if they go out there and they don't play well, then we're just going to accuse them of having too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> just tell me who's going to call the plays and we'll move on. It'd be nice. I wouldn't expect they will say it before the season. They don't have to, but they will say it before the season. I'd be very well, surprised. That if it's doesn't today. help. What happens in August doesn't help me now. I want to know now. <laughs> I want to know what he's doing now. I mean, so they, you do need to know today. Yes, it would be nice. It would really be nice if I found out today. They, they let fans no. vote on the song between the third and fourth quarter. Yeah. Why not let and them the do logo. this too? Just go out there and go. Oh, you guys yeah. are asking here. Got the, here. the hidden symbols, dog. Now. The first question someone's going to ask him is who's calling the plays, right? Like, not even what. Yeah. Well, Tom Withers will say, because he's the first one, he'll say, welcome to Cleveland. And welcome back to, no, he'll say, welcome back to Cleveland, Correct. because Ken Dorsey already played here. He'll say, welcome back to Cleveland, and there will be a little bit of a smile and a chuckle. And then the next thing he's got to say is who's calling the plays. Unless Ken Dorsey comes out and just says it right there at the beginning of it and goes, no, nah, we're not telling you who's calling plays, so don't even ask. Yeah, excited to be back and calling plays in Cleveland. What? Okay. It just. Are you right. going to be okay if you don't find out today? Yeah. I mean, I'll live with it. That's fine. I, I would just. I am not a guy who goes out of my way to rip everybody. Sure. All right. Which, That's why when it comes to the lazy slash. The the lazier soft conversation. It's like I, I've been getting called soft all the time. I don't. It doesn't bother me. I don't care. Because I, I don't call for people to be fired. So they say that all the time. But now I don't know. If I don't know who's calling plays, then it, it it's a, honestly, guys, it's the same thing as Paul DiBodesta. Like, how many times do you hear me? Think about this. Like, Andrew Barry. Andrew Barry has made some mistakes. But do you hear me getting loud and angry about Andrew Barry? And I go, no, nah, because I know the guy, and he's nice. Kevin Stefanski, I don't know if anybody really knows him other than his family, but he's always treated everybody in this room with respect. And if you come to me with respect, it makes it hard on me to say, you got to go and all this other stuff. There's been other people, obviously, that I got to know who we didn't like. And we've made jokes about that on the air. Okay? I don't know if Danny knows that, but we'll tell him about it another time. The you listeners can, you know. You can picture it. The, the listeners right. know. Danny might not. But, like, when it comes to when it comes to Debedesta, I compare him to Rasputin. <laughs> because I don't know. What do you do? I there's a, He's the chief strategy officer. Strategy of what? Well, and then I don't know whether or not you're making the decisions on the coaching staff or trades or anything like that. We're all just going off of some thing where if the Browns do well, then he gets some credit. If they don't do well, then there's nothing I can nail to the guy. So it, it's not where it's like, hey, I don't know Paul DiBodesta. I can't say I dislike him personally or anything. That'd be ridiculous. But it makes me nervous because I don't know what your what your job title is. So if I don't know what your job title is or what you're actually doing, I know the job title. I just don't know what he's doing. If I don't know what you're doing, then I'm going to get nervous about it. And when people get nervous, anybody who gets nervous, any man out there that I'm talking to, you get nervous, you get mad. Because nobody likes being nervous. So because you don't have the information and you can't be told to fix it, you automatically start to you you go towards anger. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people, if you don't know what's going on, they're going to go towards anger. And that's what having the vague job responsibilities can do. It can create the uh, the inability for people to be critical or to heap praise on people. That's what, when you don't know what Paul D. Podesta is, you, 
can be critical of him, but what are you being critical of him for? If Ken Dorsey's not calling plays, you can be critical of him, but no one was critical of Alex Van Pelt because at the end of the day, the thing people see are the plays that happen yeah. on the field. They're yeah. critical of play calling, Ken, because it's e- it's something to be easy. It's easy to be critical of. You can't be critical of the guy not calling plays because you don't actually know what he does. We just saw this with AVP. So Matt Bove, I only want to, I only got a couple of these here for you. Matt Bove, and this is what kind of muddies the water a little bit here. Uh, from News Channel Five, News Channel Seven, sorry, News Channel Seven in Buffalo, News Channel Five in Cleveland. Uh, Matt Bove, who was on with Spencer German potato salad yesterday morning. This is what he had to say about Ken Dorsey and his identity as a coordinator. Here's the problem. I don't know, and I've covered the team during his entire time when he was the <laughs> offensive coordinator for the That's Bills. I don't think he has a true offensive identity. Part of that could have been because of the personnel that he had. Maybe he wanted to do something and Sean McDermott wanted to do things a little bit differently. But over the course of the year and a half where he was calling plays, it didn't look like the Bills had an identity. It always looked like they were lost. It always looked like things were just a little bit harder than they were supposed to be. And at the end of the day, that's not what you want. You want a guy who has at least five or ten easy buttons for your quarterback where you're, they're like, get out of jail free cards. So with Dorsey, I don't really know what his identity is going to be. I would assume now that he's going to Cleveland, he's going to be somebody who wants to run the ball. He's going to want to utilize the tight ends. The one thing I will say is that he definitely incorporates top wide receivers. Yeah. So this is probably a good thing for Amari Cooper. Okay. Now here's what he says about Stefanski and giving up play calling. I think he should continue to call plays, and I think that you could have Dorsey kind of run the day-to-day operations. If you really think that he has the potential to do it, why not let Stefanski do it, and then he takes over a year later. I know that's just kind of putting the pause on things, but I liked what I saw from the Browns' offense for the most part with Stefanski calling plays, so I'm kind of of the belief, like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. I don't know if you could do that here. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. I agreed until he said, "Give it to him a year later." You got to go one way or the other, right? Guys. You got to go one way or the other. Can't two, straddle this line. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Ken Carmen, Danny Cunningham. I keep wanting to say just Tone Master General it's or fine. Fat and Thin in the morning or the number ten in the morning, whatever. Uh, Danny Cunningham in for Tone live on the fan. Ken Dorsey uh, will be on the fan. You'll hear him in the press conference at eleven, folks. The offseason moves have just begun in Berea, as you know. The NFL Awards are just here at the end of the week. Daryl Ryder and Andy Baskin, they have every single move that you need to make during the offseason, during their podcast. It's always game day in Cleveland. Subscribe now at 923thefan.com or on the free, absolutely positively free Odyssey app. Danny Cunningham, in for Tone Master General this morning, 216474 to below 92. You're hearing that Matt Bove guy. I shouldn't say it like that. It sounds like it's demeaning. I mean, that that does raise some some white some red flags here. Because Ty Dunn, who was on the station last week with us, who wrote the huge, I don't want to use it hit piece, but that's what it kind of became on on Sean McDermott right after, saying that Ken Dorsey was a scapegoat. Now you have this fellow who's saying, no, 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 not good. He is not good, and Kevin Stefanski should still call the plays. And I go, man, I that bo- that's a bothersome thing to a lot of people because when you when when something. When things aren't going well for such a long time, Danny, and then they finally seem to work, we just want to go do that. Yeah. So it's hard to make adjustments, quote-unquote, and move away from something that we deem works, especially because a lot of people, they've just started to trust Kevin Stefanski again. And I don't, I've don't. i never 
understood the problem with having him call plays. I actually think it's the thing since he's been head coach of the Browns, Ken, that he's done the best. It doesn't make sense to me that people immediately go to, oh, well, this guy, you know, he can't call plays and be a head coach. Yeah. In the NFL, you can. A lot of guys do. I mean, not to compare him to Andy Reid, but Andy Reid does the same thing. He calls the offensive plays, always has, and look where that's gotten them. And I'm, I'm not trying to say they're the same guy. That's what you're doing. But you can't tell me you can't call plays and be successful as a head coach. No, I, it, it doesn't make sense to well, me. Well, there's a lot of guys who do now. I mean, the proliferation of guys who have done it has been it has has been huge over the last couple of years. I remember when Pat Shermer did it, and there was a lot of comparisons to other guys who were Super Bowl champions who had done it. And I go, man, I don't think Pat Shermer is equipped to do both things. I think it's a very hard thing to do uh, because you you are so focused on trying to be a manager and a person who can be aggressive to the time. Like a lot of offensive coordinators, it's weird. They have to amass yards and, and points to be considered to be a head coach. But once you become a head coach, your organization skills are what's most important. You know, how you run your day-to-day business, how you run your organization to where you get the right mix of people there who keep, motivation up, who keep intelligence up on who works and who doesn't, who who has a feeling on what it is because you can't just put spark scores in there and expect it all to wash out. Like there are guys there who they just don't show up on a score, ch- score chart. They don't show up on a measurement chart, but in a real game, they're going to show up. Well, it's hard to do that. And so your your organizational skills take over. That's why I'm, I am he- 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 hesitant. Hesitant? Hesitant. Hesitant. Thank you. I'm reticent and hesitant uh, to have a coach call plays while being the head coach because I think it's very difficult to do. It's difficult, but it's worked here. It's worked for Kevin Stefanski. It has. This, the it fact has. that he's had two seasons winning 11 games, I know the two years in between weren't all that great, but it's worked. And the offense, for the most part, has been really good. And when you factor in what they've had at quarterback during that time period, I think it's worth sticking with. I absolutely do. And... and the To the point that Ken Dorsey should be here for a year and then take over calling plays, I think that's one of the worst ideas around. I agree. If you're calling plays, you're calling plays. But you don't what, have time. once you give it up, you're you not giving it back. You don't have time. There is no time for any of that stuff. You either have the idea that he's going to call plays or you don't have the idea that yes. he's going to call plays. That's all That's all there is to it. I have to I have to disagree with the, with this fellow, Matt Bove, who said it. Uh, because I, I totally agree with you. I, I think that that is a... At, at, at borderline lunacy because you just don't have the time to do something like that, especially where it, you, they made these decisions. And we're going to get into the Albert Breer audio coming up at 9 o'clock for everybody who might not have heard it on Friday and over the weekend. I don't know how you couldn't have, but we'll, we'll have it for you coming up at 9 o'clock and we'll talk about it because I said it before and I'm going to have to say it again coming up at 9. But I think that that's one of the things that you, you contend with. The reason they they're doing this they didn't have time with the head coach last year. That's why they had to make moves with the defense. You do not have time with the quarterback this year. They're, it, we're going into year three. I mean, you blink. It's been three years of all this, and they don't have much to show for it. So they're going to try to improve where they can and because they, they know that they can get rid of coaches. They can get rid of other people. They can get rid, they can get rid of front office members. That quarterback, that contract is ironclad, so it's got to work out because if it doesn't work out, I don't even think it kills the season. I think it can. I think it can kill general interest in the football team. It's not going to kill general interest in the football I, team. I no. disagree. I it, disagree. Fans they, are still going to be. It's going to k- kill the competitive window, but it's not going to kill interest in the football. Team. Not hey, when they were one and fifteen and zero and sixteen during the one and thirty one stretch, you had, you had that game against the Cowboys. It was all Cowboys fans. 
I think it can hurt general interest. Plus, I mean, let's be honest here. Let's stop handling it with kid gloves. There's flat out people who hear his name and they don't like him. They replaced He replaced the favorite quarterback, what he's been accused of. They don't like the guy. So he has to go out there and he has to play well because if they have to hold on to him and he's not playing well and they have to hold on to him because of the contract, they're going to tune out. They're not going to be a part of it. The general interest, will it kill it forever? No, because eventually... Either he works and we all move forward or he doesn't work and then finally you're able to move out from underneath the contract and you move forward. But the the way the contract's looking is you're going to be here for the next couple of years at least. Then you're going to have a dead year of the cap if he doesn't work out and mm-hmm. you're going to have to deal with all that. Like that is not fun for anybody involved. It's not fun, but it's also not one in 31 bad. It's not the same I as be, that. Danny. <laughs> it's not the same as that. I think that the people in charge are too smart for to get to that. I really do. If people, it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's not going to be fun. The people who the people who are in charge are still part of the people who did it in the first place. I have Paul Bedesta was here. I have much more faith in Andrew Barry as a player personnel guy. Than I do I did, too, but Paul Bedesta was here for that. And they might look at it and go, "Hey, we built it up. It didn't work out our way with the quarterback, and we have to go and we have to do it again." Because eventually, if it doesn't work out this year, and that's why, and I agree with you about the, what Matt Bove said from News Channel 7 in Buffalo, I agree with you that you just don't have the time because if you don't get it going this year, then we're talking about liquidation. Liquidation to get back picks of, let's call it what it is, of, of all the players that we know, every single one of them, including 95, including 21, including all these guys, because if it ain't going to work, you have to get something that's going to be younger, and then you have to hit on those picks. And nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to do that. It's uncomfortable. Ryan in Louisville, Kentucky is listening on the free Odyssey app. He's next up on the fan. Hey, good morning, guys. Is there any chance that the people above Kevin said, hey, we want you to give it up? You can have your say and who an offensive coordinator might be, but we want you to give it up. Uh, I lean towards no because of the success we had this season, but what, what opportunities does Kevin now have given up play calling for in-game adjustments and then also looking at his struggles with the offense uh, with Deshaun under center. Wait, well, hold on. On the first thing, because I was thinking of the first thing. The play calling situation, if what Lloyd was saying to us on Wednesday is true, where Kevin Stefanski didn't make that decision, right? Then you have to think that the play calling decision, you can't just pick who calls the plays. You have to be able to pick... You have to be able to pick the person, or you have to be able to pick a person that you trust to call your plays. Well, if your plays aren't working then why would they trust you to hire the guy when you're just going to probably pick a guy who's going to call plays like you, wouldn't you? Wouldn't that be the natural human condition to do so, Ryan? Yeah, I just, you know, he's your head coach, so I think maybe even if you're not taking uh, everything he says, you know, like uh, maybe with a grain of salt, you want want him to feel like he's included yeah. in that decision in his offensive coordinator. So, But, like, the, Ken, my other question was, like, yeah. could possibly Paul P- D. Podesta and Andrew Barry and, and Jimmy and D. be looking at that saying, hey, you know, we're watching the rest of the playoffs and these other teams are making in-game adjustments, like not at halftime, in-game adjustments, and Kevin can't do that because he's so busy calling plays. He, he, he's, you know, he can't manage the game as well, even though, you know, he seemed to do a lot better job, uh, obviously, this season. Possibly, Ryan, and I thank you very much for the call. Let me address it right when we come back, okay? Remind me of that. I will address that second question right there. And you're nervous because you wanted it, And you could be getting more than you bargained for. That Mitch Please at 940 on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.